Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. Of course, as always, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, a number to call, 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show, blogtalkradio.com slash began. Send messages to the show at go for can Also, hit us up. On Facebook at go for can Also, hit us up on the website, GoForGantSports.com. All those places, we talk sports and have fun doing it. Great show lined up for you today. And I, I mean, I came into the show, you know, going to talk a little Mike Vick, Colin Kaepernick. Going to talk a little OJ as well. little Carmelo Anthony, what's going to happen there. And then, out of nowhere... A couple hours ago, what, four or five o'clock, a report surfaces. ESPN reports that Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving requests a trade and wants to get out of Cleveland and wants to have a bigger role elsewhere. And that's shocking. That's stunning. Because if you look at it, why would anybody not want to play with LeBron James? Why would anybody give the opportunity to go to the NBA Finals each and every year? Why would you not want that option to play with a LeBron James and go to the NBA Finals every year? It's pretty much guaranteed death, taxes, and a LeBron James-led team will be in the NBA Finals. I mean, it, it's just that simple. And so, why would you not want to be a part of this winning situation? Why would you want to go elsewhere? It, it, it doesn't make sense. You, you say you want a bigger role, and I guess at this point, you getting that bigger role is more important than you winning because according to the reports, Okay, you had the Spurs on the list. That's a team that can win now, but where are the Spurs giving up? Well, you give up maybe LaMarcus Aldridge? Yeah, I guess. But what else are you giving up? Or is that, that what it is, straight up, Kyrie for LaMarcus? I mean, what else are you giving up? Are you giving up maybe the young point guard, Murray? I'm not sure. But look, okay, you said the Spurs were a team that was on your list. But then you had the Knicks on your list. That team is far from a complete product, and that team is far, far away from winning. Unless, not those days. But in order to get Irving, you're probably going to have to part with Melo. So you got the Miami Heat. Okay, good basketball team. 
you know, obviously Goran Dragic, you know, Deion Waiters, Whiteside, and those guys. Is Dragic big enough maybe where he can guard the two and Kyrie can play off the ball? Maybe. Maybe. And then you got, but Miami's not a team that can win an NBA title, even with the addition, even with the addition, excuse me, of Kyrie Irving. And obviously, if you trade him to the Miami Heat, Miami Heat's going to have to give up some things in order to get Kyrie Irving. The Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that's, you know, obviously improved on paper with the addition of Jimmy Butler, obviously improved on paper, obviously, with what you have in Wiggins and, and the Cat. You also have Jamal Crawford, a guy can come off the bench and stroke and score the basketball. And so you look at it. And, and I'm saying, okay, but Minnesota is not ready to win now. And again, Kyrie Irving is only 25 years old. And, and and so with that being said, he doesn't necessarily have to win right away. You know, by the way, he already has an NBA title. And he was a big reason that the Cavs did win an NBA title. Of course, it doesn't happen without LeBron James. But Kyrie says he wants a bigger role. And how big of a role – does he need? Does he want? I mean, if you look at it, okay, you're number two to LeBron James. You play second fiddle to LeBron James. I get that. I get that. But Kyrie, you've never won without LeBron. You haven't had success in terms of winning without LeBron James. And so now, but you want a bigger role. And I don't, again, if, if Kyrie is in a position where he has a bigger role, is that team better off? I, I mean, Kyrie Irving can put the ball in the basket. Kyrie Irving can fill it up, but he can't defend. I mean, it, it, is he one of those guys that is a winning player as the number one guy? And 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 I'm I'm assuming that's what he wants to be. He wants a bigger role. So the bigger role to me would be number one guy. That's what I would think. But I also look at Kyrie over the years, and just looking at games played. I mean, last year seventy two, the year before that fifty three, seventy five before that seventy one. First two seasons, 51 and 59. Okay? So, is health okay? Okay. It's okay. I, I just, it, to me, he seems to want a bigger profile. But then, okay. It, it, so, you want to go to Miami and New York, you would think that's more of a profile move, meaning – that's a bigger market, you know, obviously bigger market, you know, means more exposure, which means your brain gets bigger, your brain gets better. But the brand getting bigger and better happens when you win. LeBron James' brand is big because he won. That's why his brand is big. That's why his brain is big, because he won. Michael Jordan, 
you know, obviously his brand is big, was big when he was playing, but it got bigger as he won. Steph Curry, his brand, it got big once he started winning. Kyrie Irving, his brand, and, and you know, his stature and, and people talking about Kyrie Irving happened when LeBron stepped on the scene and when he, meaning when he and the Cavaliers started winning. So all these things, all these good things happening for Kyrie Irving, all the good things that happened for LeBron James off the court, all the good things that happened for Michael Jordan off the court, all the good things that happened with Steph Curry off the court happened because they played well and dominated on the court and won championships. At this point, according to the report, LeBron is said to be blindsided and also disappointed. And so, and I just, and then maybe also this. Uh, let's look at it from this standpoint. LeBron James in Cleveland holds all the cards. And, and on some level, he, it, it's his organization. He's running things. And so, the thing about it is this, if LeBron leaves, obviously, next year, the program goes to the dumps. It just does. Kyrie Irving is not good enough, and the pieces surrounding Kyrie and the rest of the Cavaliers just are not good enough. Just not. But if, if by, by Kyrie doing this, he gives himself a little power. Gives himself a little power. Again, not to the level of LeBron James, obviously. But it gives him a little power. Gives him a little, you know, he flexes his muscles a little bit. Now, if you're Cleveland, obviously, he wants to trade. I think you can find a way to, to, to get something decent in return. And maybe him announcing that he wants to be trade, trade, excuse me, affects some things. Maybe it does. Maybe it, it, it affects how much the Cavaliers can get in return. I mean, before, you know, the Cavaliers were in a peculiar place, according to Kyrie. They were in a peculiar place. And maybe the, the Cavs being in such a peculiar place is one of the reasons Kyrie wants to move on. Three years left on his deal, $60 million left on that contract. And so I'm just looking around and, and, and looking at teams, again, that's on his list. And, you know, if you're Minnesota and, and Kyrie wants to go there, if you're Cleveland, you know, who do you ask for? I mean, obviously you're probably not going to be able to get Wiggins, probably not going to be able to get Cat, and you're probably not getting Jimmy Butler. So who else is there? San Antonio. I guess LaMarcus Aldridge. Other than that, what else would you want? And what else are you going to get? The New York Knicks. I mean, maybe that means mellow. Maybe that means you finally get mellow. And, and, and I mean, that would be 
the only logical player, obviously Porzingis, but I don't think the Knicks would offer up a Porzingis for Kyrie Irving. I don't think you offer up a 7-3 unicorn to get hand, get your hands on Kyrie Irving. I don't think you do that. So is it the Knicks? I mean, the Heat? What, what do the Heat have that excites you? Gordon Dragic? Is, is, is that what you're interested in? If you're the Cavaliers? I mean, I don't know. And so it, it's just, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm very interested to see how this thing plays out. I mean, Cleveland doesn't have to send him anywhere. Yeah, he's under contract for three years, two years because he can opt out of his contract, I believe, 2018-2019 season. So the Cavaliers don't really have to do nothing. They can stand pat and, and just do nothing. I mean, they can do that if they choose to do so. They really can. So I, I don't know what direction they're going to go in. But I do know this. I do know this. It's going to be interesting. And, and what a summer. And what a summer in the NBA. And I said a couple years back when, when LeBron James was up for free agency and, and, and just all the attention that was the league was getting. All of this movement. All, all these players saying they want to go this, there, and everywhere it is great for the NBA. It's great because you have people talking about the NBA in July, late July. What? We're July 21, and we're still, still talking NBA. I mean, Melo, that shoe hasn't dropped yet. And obviously, Derrick Rose is another one. An MVP in 2011, that shoe hasn't dropped yet. And now Kyrie Irving is another shoe that, you know, just got uncovered today that has not dropped. And that's going to probably take a week, two. Who knows how long? Who knows? But it's truly... Truly, 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 truly an interesting situation. A, a situation that came out of nowhere. I mean, really came out of nowhere. I mean, this was just, just boom. And, and you had to look once, and then you had to look twice and saying, did I just read that? Did, did, did I just read what I thought I just read, Kyrie Irving wants out, does not want to play alongside LeBron James. You talk about the LeBron James that's unselfish. You talk about the LeBron James that gets everybody involved. You talk about LeBron James, who's a great passer. I mean, a great, great passer. A guy that gives everybody involved, unselfish, almost to a fault. A guy that plays winning basketball, a guy that's gotten you gotten to the NBA Finals, what, the last seven years? That guy. You mean to tell me you don't want to play with that guy? That player? That level of greatness? 
You don't want to be a part of that? It's weird. It's weird. You wonder how teams will view Kyrie Irving. I mean, you wonder how teams will view this man. You wonder. And so I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what Cleveland's going to do. But this is this is obviously something that just is a shocker. It's an absolute shocker that Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland. It's a shocker. Again, why do you not want to play with LeBron James? And also, why would you not want to go to the NBA Finals every year? Again, it just – but maybe he wants a bigger brand. Maybe he wants a bigger brand. Maybe he wants his stature to grow. But it it has to be more about off the court than on the court. When we come back, we're going to get into OJ. And if you've been hiding under a rock, you know what happened with OJ. We'll get to OJ when we come back. You're listening to Go For It on Block Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It, Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out east, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat. And the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but... That doesn't mean see anything in the playoffs, time. When the playoffs come, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I was, uh, trying to throw you, you know what? I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your, nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist, <laughs> too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that you know. We know that you can tempt married women. We've seen you. You, you have a pedigree. We see what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around you. I just don't know what you're capable of. Come on now. Come on now. That's all right. That's that Rossi. That's called brother. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're very, very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> and we're back. Go for it. Blogtalkradio.com. Flash. Gant. Paul Gant here. Talking sports. Having fun doing it. And if you want to catch up on some of the great news, sports news that's out there, go to the website. Go for it. Gant Sports. Com. We can find out about some of the great news going on in the world of sports. And so, we'll get back to the Kyrie Irving thing near the end here of the show, but let's go on to um, O.J. Simpson. So yesterday, O.J. Simpson had his parole hearing. And the the thing with OJ is OJ OJ is a guy who who moved the needle, obviously. A, a guy that even though this case happened, what? The murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman happened in nineteen ninety-four. 
The trial ended in 1995. So, what, 22 years ago? Even though this is 22 years old, this case is still talked about. And granted, you know, ESPN had a documentary. Fox, they had a, a you know, kind of like a mini series about OJ. So it, it's it's brought the story back to us again, and and it has us talking about OJ one more time. Has us talking about OJ again. And the thing now about OJ Simpson, even at the advanced age of 70, the guy still has a charm. The, the, the guy still, he's just, he's just OJ. I mean, he's just, he, he's a charming guy. He's, he, he's a guy who, who, who you kind of, you're drawn to. And, and, and I think people are drawn to OJ. And OJ is a, he's just an interesting guy. He's just an interesting guy. And obviously, his, his life, Shakespearean in a lot of ways, Shakespearean, excuse me, in a lot of ways, from the standpoint, okay, this is a guy in O.J. Simpson who was popular, who, who people loved. He was adored by the public. He was adored by white America, black America. He was just loved. Everybody loved O.J. Simpson. Everybody wanted to squeeze the juice. And people have squeezed and squeezed and squeezed the juice over the years. And here's the thing with OJ. He had an opportunity when, when, when he was acquitted of the murders. He had an opportunity to just go away and live a quiet life and, 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 and just go about his business and just be a regular dude. I mean, you had the NFL pension. You were okay financially. All you had to do was just go away and just live a quiet life. But OJ wanted to be everywhere. You know, obviously the golf course, OJ loves that. He, he was there. I mean, parties, OJ loved that. He was there. What, books? OJ, you know, all attention for that. What else? Um, what, reality stuff or, you know, videos that he made? And I, I know he was what? When I was in Connecticut, and I know OJ was in Connecticut at one point, I think he was on some kind of tour, you know, going to making appearances and stuff like that. So OJ was everywhere. OJ was everywhere, and obviously he wasn't looking for the, 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 the people who killed, allegedly killed Nicole Brown Simpson or Ronald Coleman. He wasn't looking for those people because he, he was everywhere else but looking for, the, for, the, for those people, for looking for the killers. He wasn't looking for the killers. And I'm not here saying OJ did it. I don't know if he did it. I wasn't there. There, there seems to be a mountain of evidence that supports that he did do it. But there also is some evidence out there possibly that can make you think twice a little bit and, and, and make you say, I, I have a level of reasonable doubt. And I, I'm not necessarily sure that he did what he's accused of. I don't know. I, I, I don't know I wasn't there. I'll just leave it at that. But, I mean, I just look at O.J. Simpson, man, and he's he's just an interesting guy. And yesterday, he was defiant. Yesterday, he was he was charming. And, and, and before, and, and to go back to the defiant part for a moment, 
OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson did not, first and foremost, belong in prison for those amount of years. Nine years he's been there. He didn't belong in prison for what happened in that Las Vegas hotel room. And obviously, looking at it, I think anybody could say that this was a byproduct of, of the system, if you will, say saying to, to, to OJ, like, look, dude, you got away with murder, but you ain't get, we, we got you on something. And we're gonna give we're gonna give you the hammer. We're gonna give the hammer. We're gonna we're gonna slam you. And and, and slamming OJ, they were like nine to thirty-three years. You're like, whoa, this dude armed robbery. I mean, obviously, he necessarily didn't have the guy, I don't believe, but they said others did. And and so and he orchestrated it allegedly. And so he's there and they're like, I'm like nine to thirty-three for a guy who was allegedly taking back his own stuff. He was taking back his own stuff. Again, if you were going to give him time, that's a one to two year deal. That's no way, shape and form, nine years. But obviously that was get back for what OJ did or allegedly did during that time. During Obviously it, it goes back to the murders. And that was get back for what happened, what happened there allegedly with OJ and him possibly killing Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Gold, Ronna Goldman. That's what that was about. That had nothing to do with that case. But you're, you're OJ, you have to think that people are going to want to come at you like that. If you're OJ, you, you have to think that people, you, you got to keep your nose clean. You got to be a guy who goes quietly into the night. You, you, you can't be loud and, and, and boisterous and, and, and out in front and, and, and just look like you're having too much fun, especially when people thought or think you got away with murder. You needed to be quiet. You needed to be a guy who was seen but far from heard. You need to be that guy. And unfortunately, you weren't that guy. Unfortunately, you refused to be that guy. And because you refused to be the guy who just lived quietly, who just went off into the night quietly, who moved around like, like a church mouse quietly. No, you didn't want to do it. You wanted to be that dude. You wanted to be that guy out there in the forefront, just just flaunting your lifestyle on some level. I mean, you, you owe, what, $33 million uh, to the Goldman family? I, I mean, you wanted to be that guy. And you couldn't be quiet, OJ. He just couldn't do it. And so the question becomes, if he couldn't do it then, can he do it now? Can he do it now? I mean, you would say on the surface, you would hope, being that he's 70 years old, and being that he just spent nine years of 
of his life in prison, you would think that OJ at this point in time would be a guy who's past all the nonsense, a, a guy who's past being out in the forefront, being out in the public. You would think he was a guy who was past all that. You would think. And sometimes in life, when you're moving and grooving and and, 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 and out there doing too much, life has a way of humbling you. I believe God has a way of humbling you and saying, you know what? You're doing too much. Sit your tail down. And OJ was doing too much. He was doing way too much. He was just having too much fun. And you can't do that when you're a pariah. You can't do that when you're hated by many. You can't do that. And so yesterday, OJ was paroled. OJ now is, is going to be a free man in October. He'll be able to obviously have conditions on his parole, um, but he, he'll be a free man. So for him, you know, obviously if, if, he, if he messes up during that time on parole, he can go right back. He'll go right back. And I don't think at this point in time he will want to go back. He's an old man now, 70 years old. You hope that he'll enjoy the kids. You hope he'll enjoy his life. You know, he's coming to some decent amount of money. So he's not broke. He's not going to be destitute. He's going to be okay. There are a lot of convicted felons who would love to be in a position that OJ's in. I mean, OJ's in a great position right now. I mean, a lot of guys who get out of prison don't necessarily get out and go out to great things. They don't. They don't go out to great things. And so OJ is going out and has money, which is good. He has money. And so if he, he can just be quiet. He can just shut up. If he could just live just a quiet, old, peaceful life, something he's never done. He, he's never done. And then you can always say it's very difficult. You, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But OJ's going to have to learn to do something differently. He's going to have to be that, that, that old dog who gets some new tricks. But it was riveting television. I was one of those guys back in 1995. I was in high school. I was one of those guys who paid attention to the trial. I, I, I paid a, a lot of attention to the O.J. Simpson trial. I mean, Mark Furman and, you know, Dennis Fung and, 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 and F. Lee Bailey, 
you know, Barry Sheck, Carl, you know, Christopher Darden, Carl Douglas, you know, I mean, I, I could name most of the OJ Dream team. Johnny Cochran and, and Robert Shapiro, Barry Sheck, Dennis, I mean, uh, who else? Uh, uh, you know, Carl, Carl Douglas, F. Lee Bailey, John, I mean, I, I mean, these guys were a part of OJ's dream team, if you will. And OJ would not have gotten off if he didn't have that dream team. No doubt about it. He would have been cooked. But OJ now has moved on. It's going to be moving on. And I think, I know there's talk, OJ was talking about the podcast. You know, OJ was talking about, uh, you know, reality TV and all the other stuff. He better not do that. He better not do that. OJ needs to, to not do any of those things. OJ just needs to be just quiet like a church mouse. OJ needs to be church mouse-like. Hopefully, for his sake, he can do it. Hopefully, for his sake, he can do it. I have my doubts. I have my doubts. We'll see. New freeze. Designed yesterday as old Mrs. Head Coach. Hugh Freeze. His phone. Phone calls to a number of female escort services. What are you doing? What are you doing? So, he has a university-provided cell phone. You would think, what, the burner phone? You know, the burner phone is the phone that you would have to conduct this type of business. No! Oh, Hugh used his university-issued cell phone Call escort services a few times. What are you doing? What are you doing? You had two million left on your contract for this year. You have five million coming next year, and you have five point one five million coming in twenty nineteen. And you messing around, you messing with your money, and you're doing what? You're using your university-issued cell phone to call escorts? What are you doing? What are you thinking? What is going through your head? You, what are you thinking, man? You're messing with your money for some girls? You're messing with your money for some escorts? 
That's what you're doing? Does that, does that make sense? Does that make sense? First and foremost, you never use job-issued stuff to conduct personal business, especially that type of personal business. That type of personal business, you need another phone, Hugh. I mean, you were making, what, $2 million this year? $5 million the next? You got some money? Get another line. Get another line. You got a wife? You've been married to since 1992. You got a wife? Who was riding for you? You, old nasty Hugh. You, old nasty Hugh. You're out there getting escorts and looking for escorts and female escorts and, and so on and so forth. You seemingly were a guy who, who lived a quote-unquote Christian life. Your wife conducts Bible studies and things of that nature. You know, tweets out inspirational quotes and stuff, stuff like that. And again, people are per, not, you know, everybody's human, and humans do human-like things. Humans aren't perfect. You know, I could do something stupid tomorrow. You freeze this few stupid things, obviously, but we all do stupid stuff. We wouldn't be human if we didn't do stupid stuff. We've all done stupid things. Let's get that out there. But this is pretty stupid. This is pretty stupid. A guy in Hugh Freeze's position when messing. Here's the thing. You're a coach of a major university. And I know on some level, hey, maybe you, you, know, you go to escort route because obviously you want to keep it quiet. You know, obviously – if you engage, you know, escorts is as quick, as dirty, and, and, and you get done with it. You know, obviously, if you carry on an affair, there's always issues that you run into. But if you're Hugh Freeze and, and you're out here doing that, here's the problem. Job-issued cell phone. You have a job-issued cell phone. And you're using that job-issued cell phone to make phone calls to escort services. That's not smart. That's not smart. Hopefully, hopefully, Hugh Freeze has learned a valuable lesson. He did resign. He's moving on. But here's also the thing. Guys come back from these type of things. There's always second chances. You know, Bobby Petrino, you know, he had his issue. But the thing about it is, you know, maybe a year or two, people forget, and you just come back and make a comeback, and, and you start winning again, and everybody forgets what happened. And, and that's what Hugh Freeze is going to have to do. We have short memories. We really do. I mean, people can rant, rave, and, and, and say all this and all that 
for this and now. But at the end of the day, they're going to forget a year from now, maybe in a few months from now, maybe in a few days. But they're going to forget. The public's going to forget. And so there will be a university out there that will give Hugh Freeze an opportunity. Hugh might have to start small. Then after start small, slowly gets back with the big boys. And then eventually, like I said before, we all forget what transpired. We all forget what happened. Such an interesting story, what happened and what's going on with Hugh Freeze. So, Colin Kaepernick, we got to get there. So, Michael Vick says, goes on, excuse me, FS1s, speak for yourself, and, and, and says that Colin Kaepernick needs to cut his hair. And, and he says that if Colin does cut his hair, it'll just help his chances. He'll look a little bit more professional, and teams might be willing to give him an opportunity. Not bad advice. I mean, at the end of the day, when you go for various jobs, you know, you're going to have to cut your hair. You know, if I had a son and he had cornrows and he was looking to get a certain type of job, I would give him, I would advise him to cut his hair. Obviously, you had a daughter and, you know, she had her hair in a certain way or, or was going to wear something a certain type of way. I would tell her, you know, you need to do that a little different. You need to wear something a little different. You need to do your hair a little different. I would tell her that. And so I'm saying that to say this, like we all give that type of advice to people all the time. We we do it. You know, whether it's dreadlocks, you know, we, we, we may say, you know what, man, you might want to cut those threads if you want to go for that particular position. Now, we've had people out here who are doing, you know, are in professional places, doing professional things, who have dreadlocks. Okay, we, we, we see it all the time. People on television with dreadlocks, you know. But we also know this, especially in the African-American community, you know, the advice that we get from our parents or aunts, uncles, elders, so on and so forth, it's like, look, you have to look in a certain type of way because you have, you're in a position where you're going to have to work a little harder than that next man. You're in a position where you got to do a little bit more than that next man to get where you want to go. That's just the reality of your situation. That's just to be a reality of being black in America. That, that's just the reality of it. So you can understand it. From that standpoint, like, look, man, maybe if you cut your hair, you'll look less militant. Because you already said that you weren't going to, you you were going to stand for the national anthem. So we we, we got rid of that. We took care of that part. So you said you were going to do that. Cool. Maybe if you cut your hair, you're telling the league, you're telling the NFL, like, look, I'm not going to be an issue. Look, I told you I'm going to stand. You look at my parents. It's clean cut. So I'm telling you, and on some level, I'm showing you that I'm not going to be that dude anymore, that I'm not going to be that distraction anymore. I'm not going to be that guy no more. I promise. Pinky promise. 
So he's but by, by, by him cutting his hair and then already saying that he's standing for the anthem. You can understand why Mike Vick would say that because again, he's telling you and he's showing you by his appearance. Now, I think if Kaepernick knew that one of the ways that he could get a job is by cutting is by cutting his hair, I don't know if he would necessarily cut it, but I think he would. I think he would. I would. I would because it's just hair. The, the, the hair doesn't take away from the message. I mean, if you cut your hair and you still got the same message, you still got the same message. Doesn't matter. So if 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 I was in Kaepernick's position and I knew cutting my hair would put me in a better position to get a job, I would cut my hair because you know what? The movement and Kaepernick's movement, one way that his movement gains steam and gains momentum is by him being on an NFL roster and by him having that platform, which is the National Football League. You have that platform now, you're able to go out and speak to the masses, speak to the public, and, and everything that you do and say is going to be out in the forefront because you have the platform. And so having that platform is huge. So, I, I mean, what Michael Vick said wasn't wrong. And I know he's, he, he kind of apologized for it and, and, and kind of pulled back a little bit. But what he said wasn't necessarily wrong. But I think, I, I don't know who I heard say this, but it, it, it's true. You know, you, you, you're you out here now, and you know, you'll have people saying, you know what, this is why Kaepernick's not getting his job. Look at his hair. You know, Michael Vick said it. So we're, the black guy said it. The black guy said this is why he's not getting a job. And, and, and I think something as small as hair takes away from the real reason that Kaepernick is not or does not have a job in the National Football League. We all know the real reason. The, the real reason is this dude didn't stand for the National Anthem, and that made a lot of people angry. A lot of people angry. And you can also understand it from a, a, a business standpoint with the National Football League. Hey, if you got a large part of, of, of your fan base who is angry and upset, at this dude's not standing for the national anthem, well, guess what? You're going to want to protect that. And it's understandable that you will want to protect that. It's understandable that you will want to, to do what you have to do to protect your money and protect your product. So you get it. From a National Football League perspective, you get it. You get it. Those 32 owners, they don't want nothing to stand stand in the way of their money. Nothing. And they'll do things that are not necessarily healthy for the players like Thursday Night Football all because of the almighty dollar and all because it makes money. They would do things like an 18-game season, not because you want it necessarily, because they know that it's an opportunity to make more money. The NFL is printing money. And 
They want to find a way to print more money and more money and more money. That's their goal. That's the reason for what they're doing. And so, and that's one of the reasons that Colin Kaepernick does not have a job. You can be, you know, a, a, a drunk and a, a, a druggie. You can beat on women. You can commit all types of crimes. You can, you can be out there committing all these type of crimes. You can do all those things. But don't you dare, don't you dare not stand for the, for the national anthem. Don't you dare speak out on, on, on some of the negative things going on with, with police and African-Americans. Don't you speak out on those things. Beat that woman. League don't care. Take those drugs. League don't care. You know, have a DUI here and a DUI there. Leagues don't care. They don't care. But do something positive in your community. They don't care. You know, uh, 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 and not stand for the national anthem. Then they care. That's when they care. So you, you, Colin Kaepernick should have a job in the National Football League. Let, let, let's let's just be clear about that. Let me let me put that out there one more time. Colin Kaepernick should have a job in the National Football League. Let me say it one more time, at least you, uh, in case you didn't hear me. Colin Kaepernick should have a job in the National Football League. You still didn't hear me, right? One more time to make sure you got it. Colin Kaepernick should have a job in the National Football League. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick is Tom Brady. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick is Drew Brees. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick is Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick is Eli Manning. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick is, a, is an upper echelon quarterback in this league. I'm not saying that at all. But he should be a backup somewhere. I mean, nothing gets Josh McCown and hey, get all the money you can get. But if Josh McCown has a job in this league, why can't Colin Kaepernick have a job? If, if, if Matt Barkley has a job in this league, why can't Colin Kaepernick have a job? Look at Colin Kaepernick's resume. Look at Matt Barkley's resume. Colin Kaepernick got to a Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick got to an NFC Championship game. This dude is no bum. Now, has he played well over the past few years? Of course not, no. But he wasn't awful last year. He wasn't awful last year. He wasn't. So, I'm just looking at what's going on with Cat and Michael Vick. And, and, and again, Michael Vick was coming from a good place. I won't knock Michael Vick too, too hard because I feel like he was coming from a good place. I really do. So, I'm not going to knock him too hard. But I just think it, it, it was, he, he, while his advice was not bad advice, I just don't think it was relevant to why – Colin Kaepernick was in the situation that he's in. It, 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 it's just not relevant. But at the same time, you can understand how you could make it relevant because, like I pointed out, 
like I pointed out, and, and I'll point out one more time. If you tell the, the league executives, hey, I, 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 I'm done with it. I'm not going to be a distraction. I'm going to stand for the national anthem. So now you're telling the league. But you show the league by your parents, like, look, NFL, I, I shaved off my head. You know, I, I got a conservative hairstyle. Don't have the afro. Don't have the cornrows. Don't have any of that going on. Um, so right now I'm showing you that I'm serious about being a player in the National Football League. I, I'm serious about it now. I, I, I want to be that guy in the National Football League. And I'm showing you that I want to be that guy by my appearance. And I'm telling you that I want to be that guy because now I'm going to stand for the National Anthem. I, I think those two things could make you – well, I, I, I just think those two things there could help. I'm not saying it's going to get him in. And I still think ultimately Kaepernick is going to get a job in the National Football League. Who? Where? I'm not sure. But, you know, at this point, rosters are pretty much set. But a lot of things can happen. Injuries are going to happen preseason. It's going to be some injuries. It's going to be some situations called, you know, it's going to come. That's going to happen. And, and there's going to be teams out here who have an, a, a need for a quarterback. And when you have a need for a quarterback and an opportunity for a guy that can keep your situation going, because that's what a backup does. I mean, you're not asking a backup to to be a starter and, and be the guy. You're asking him when when somebody goes down to, to hold the fort down for a game two or three, a, a guy that can, in a three-game span, can go two and one for you, or a guy even in a four-game span that can go two and two for you. You're not asking your backup to be better than your starter and do anything special. You're just asking him to keep status quo and just keep it going. Don't hurt the team. Just keep the team going. Don't hurt the team. You're not, you're not asking. You don't want to hurt the team, obviously. You just want him to do enough to keep the program going. That's all. And I'm sure Colin Kaepernick, based off of what he's accomplished in this league, can definitely do that. I, I, I'm sure he can do it. And it wasn't like he played on a team in San Francisco that had a lot of talent. There's not, there wasn't a lot of talent in San Francisco last season on both sides of the ball. And, and I, and when it comes to Chip Kelly, I think Chip Kelly got a raw deal in San Francisco because he went there to a place that had no talent. That was a mess. You had no talent in San Francisco last year. Defensively, you were awful. Offensively, you were awful. The team was a mess. And that wasn't coaching. That wasn't on Chip Kelly. That was on Trent Baalke and, and the San Francisco 49ers upstairs, the general manager, the president, everybody. That was on that. That wasn't on the coach. And I'll be the first to rip Chip Kelly. I'm an Eagles fan, and I, and I know what Chip Kelly did to the Philadelphia Eagles. I know how he dismantled a, a, a fairly decent football team. So I, I'll be quick to rip a Chip Kelly. But I got to be a, a guy who's, who's objective and honest about some things. And if I'm being objective and honest about some things, last year in San Francisco wasn't because of Chip Kelly. That team stuck. Vince Lombardi couldn't have helped that team. Billy Parcells couldn't have helped that team. Bill Belichick 
could not have helped that team. That team did not have enough talent to be successful. Bottom line, point blank. Going now back to Kyrie Irving. If you haven't heard, if you've been on under a rock somewhere, or maybe you're on a beach, chilling, having a good time, drinking a pina colada. If you missed it, Kyrie Irving has reportedly asked for a trade. He wants out of Cleveland. He wants a bigger role. He don't want to play with LeBron no more. That's the report. Basically, in a nutshell, he wants out. And reportedly, he wants to go to either the Timberwolves, the Heat, the Spurs, or the Nets. Awesome. Awesome. Eric Rose allegedly was in some serious talks with the Cavaliers. Now, you know, yesterday he also had a big meeting, a long meeting with the Los Angeles Lakers. And we'll see what decision he makes. But if you're going to take Kyrie Irving out the door, that's a void there that Derrick Rose could actually fill the void left by Kyrie Irving. I'm not saying he can score like Kyrie Irving. There's obviously no bump. Still will be 29. He's 28 now. He'll be 29 when the season starts. So he ain't old. And he played well last year. He played well. So if you're the, the Cavaliers, maybe you're saying, look, okay, you want to go Kyrie? Let's see if we can get with Kyrie Irving. Let's pencil in Derrick Rose in that Kyrie Irving spot and, and see what happens. So this is going to be interesting. It's surprising. It's shocking. I don't know what it says about Kyrie Irving. But we'll find out what it says about Kyrie Irving moving forward. You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter at GoForItGant, G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. Facebook, GoForItGant, G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. And obviously the website, GoForItGantSports.com, where we talk sports and have fun doing it. For everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a great weekend. See you next Friday. See you later.